The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now, your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Walker, and Kyle Yeomans. It is a terrific Tuesday edition of Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company here from the star in Frisco in the SWBC studios alongside Patrick Nosey Walker, Isaiah Stanback, Chris Beam in the back. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Glad you're with us. We are taking your calls today. Yes. This is going to be a fan-driven episode much like we like to do every Tuesday here on Talking Cowboys, but a little bit more so today. I'm going to take a lot of calls today. Does that sound good? I'm with it. Let's talk. Sounds good to me. Talk to Cowboys Nation. Cowboys are six and two. You got the Green Bay Packers coming up on Saturday, and in order to take as many calls as we can, eight 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 five five two two nine seven. We got to get right into it, gentlemen. Yeah, let's do it. 45 minutes. Let's get some news and notes out there, Patrick. Uh, Jerry Jones spoke on 105.3 FM The Fan this morning. Uh, let's start with the the smaller but still valuable tidbit in that Ezekiel Elliott is expected to return to the field in Week 10 against the Green Bay Packers. Hmm. Um, now let's blow right past that and get to the bigger nugget. What's, what's the bigger nugget? What's that nugget? The, mm-hmm. Is it like a like a poor chicken nugget? No, it's it's. Is it like a gold nugget? It's, it's a gold nugget. Deep fried turkey. Deep oh, fried turkey as a whole nugget. nugget. Yeah, the, the nuggets that are kind of peeled. Has anybody off. ever Ooh. made turkey nuggets? I'm good. sure they're huh. out there. Huh. Everybody's made everything by this message. point. Message. Message. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jerry Jones spoke on uh, 105.3 FM The Fan about in the Cowboys' interest in Odell Beckham Jr. A um, little bit of a political speak there. I'll put it that way. And. You know, on voting day of all days to be political. But Jerry Jones was. He said that he led with saying that he has full confidence in the current wide receiver core. He mentioned the incoming um, debut of James Washington, which we expect he should see his 21 day window activated here soon. Uh, He spoke about CeeDee Lamb still being the wide receiver one. The team still believes that. Michael Gallup's trajectory, the tight end trio as another wide receiver group, something that I spoke on here recently as well. Uh, And then he said that if OBJ did have on a Cowboys helmet, it would look pretty good on Mm. him. I'm sorry, who's that? Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, Odell. He he did drop that as well, said, you know, if if he were to put on a Cowboys helmet. Aesthetically, it would look look pretty good on him. Oh. Um, and then <laughs> it looks good on anybody. Yeah. And, and then to r- basically round it out, uh, he said, if we uh, <laughs> we may or may not make a move. Here's the actual quote. We may or may not get something done as far as adding that wide receiver. But if we don't, I like where we are. End quote. So, again, a lot of double speak there. Let's let's get to the the basic science of it. Cowboys have interest in Odell Beckham Jr. That's obvious. I don't think they're going to try to overextend it publicly because it would add that much more leverage to the leverage he already has now that it's post-trade deadline. There are going to be other suitors. They'd have to bid high to get him against teams like the Green Bay Packers. But the Cowboys are interested. It looks like, uh, it sounds like it's going to be a future conversation. That's something that was said on uh, yesterday by Mike McCarthy. It's potentially a future conversation. 
dissect what Jerry Jones said today. He looks it looks as if he's going to wait to see what James Washington can do. Look to give this a couple more weeks to see if Gallup's trajectory continues upward, if Lamb can continue, if the tight end trio, et cetera, et cetera. And then they may or may not make a move. <laughs> is it, we are. Could this be not. one of those things? Because there is, at least publicly, there's mutual interest. I mean, the Cowboys want to get a uh, get a deal done, or at least they're interested in pursuing the conversation. On the other side, Odell Beckham Jr. is interested, quote-unquote, in coming to Dallas. Mm-hmm. But could this just be one of those cases of using the Cowboys as leverage to build your value as a free agent? We see it in free agency in the summer all the time yes. where a big-name free agent says, hey, I'd love to be a Cowboy, and then the price tag goes up a little bit. Yes. Could that just be the exact same thing happening right now? I don't know that it would just be, but I think that's also true. Yeah. I think that Odell has some interest in in potentially playing for the Cowboys. You, you talk about – uh, and we were talking about this upstairs yesterday. Weather being one of them, you're coming off of a second torn ACL, you're 30 years old, that frosty Green Bay weather may not <laughs> play nice, not 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 nearly as nicely as Arlington with a dome in, <laughs> in North Texas. Yeah, the cold and, uh, and joints that have gone through injuries work well together, right? Like those just mesh and it's it's perfect. Just lubrication. Yeah, so yeah I, I think easy. He, I, I genuinely think he'd like, for a lot of reasons, he'd like to – put on a Cowboys helmet himself, but, you know, at the same time, he he knows the game. He's a veteran yeah. in this. This isn't the first time he's been through this rodeo. You mentioned the Cowboys. Get the Cowboys to the table. The rising tide, <laughs> you know, increases for yeah. everybody. So, Odell, if you want to give us a call, by the way, I know you're usually listening to Talking Cowboys, Odell Beckham Jr. If you want to give us a call, 888-855-2297. Now, you would be in line because we've got our first call of the evening. Well, first off, did we have any more news and notes? No, that'll do it. That'll do it. All right. Nick in Kansas City, you're on Talking Cowboys. How's it going, Nick? Hey, guys. What's going on? It's going well. How's, How's it going? going? Hey, it's going all right. Going all right. Uh, happy to be back from the bye week. Oh yeah, what's on your mind? All right, so I got a couple questions. Um, uh, one, uh, I heard the last thing that you guys were talking about, but uh, is it the other way around where the OBJ, OBJ talk is uh, Jerry being a businessman and uh, you know getting people talking about the Cowboys during the bye week? Mm. Uh, you know, it just it's how he is sometimes. I'd agree with that, and I, I'd also add in the aspect of we've seen him use this similar tactic before, if in fact this is a tactic, to motivate the guys on the roster at the respective position. So maybe him showing this amount of love to OBJ kind of lights a bigger fire under the wide receiver group to say, hey, you know, we don't want that guy coming in here taking our reps. So, it's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Uh, and the second is uh, um, I am terrified of the Packers, man. Uh, even though they are what they are now, they have tormented Dallas for years. Uh, it's legit PTSD with him, you know, with Rodgers. Uh, what's he got? Uh, 1,900 yards, 11 touchdowns with a pick against us. Uh, and the dad's catch, which was worse. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm just hoping this is an old man showing and it's uh, different, you know, and uh, Dan Quinn and defense can get after him. Uh, but I'll let you guys go. Uh, I appreciate the show. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate right. you as always. Nick in Kansas City. Uh, let's let's start with the Packers here because I, uh, Patrick kind of already got to what we were talking about with OBJ and how it could be reversed. Jerry could certainly be being a businessman at that point or a motivator. But the Packers are a little 
it's one of those weird ticking time bombs in the NFL that you know just because they've been bad, at some point they're going to figure it out. Now, they haven't yet. Neither have the Rams. And the other one was Tampa Bay, and it looked like Tampa Bay might have figured it out at the end against the Rams, but that was about it. So, Isaiah, when you look at the Packers, how worried or concerned would you be in terms of this matchup moving forward? I'm not extremely worried. I think that you have to give the guy who is the QB there all the respect in the world. I think he's not playing good ball right now. I think the mistakes that he's making are easily correctable. So I would worry in that regard that you don't rest all your all your freaking ducks in the bucket that, that, that to go off of what you've seen from him so far yeah. because you know what he's capable of. And the mistakes that he's making right now are literally just lack of focus, lack of execution. And he literally, if he goes back and watches film and actually dials in, he can go back to being A.A. Ron. However, he doesn't have the personnel surrounding him to be that effective. Also, his offensive line is pretty much compost. (laughs) So combo, combo that with what Dallas does very well, which is get after the quarterback, and all of a sudden, Green Bay has a problem on their hands. But you definitely still give the respect to Aaron. A- you don't treat him like, oh, he's trash right now. If you do that, you'll 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 catch one in the eye. Mm. I, I most certainly understand and can empathize with the PTSD from Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. I get it. Uh, you know, the Cowboys are favorites going into this game, and this is a game that they should win handily. But I get it. Right. Um, that said. I don't have a ton of concern here, not to, meant, not to say I don't have any, because when Aaron Rodgers is on the field, like you said, Kyle, it's a ticking time bomb. Yep. Sooner or later, it's it's going to explode, and you just hope that it's not in your face, that it's in you know the face of their opponent next week or the week after, but not the Cowboys. Um, but Aaron Rodgers doesn't have, like, like Isaiah said, he doesn't have the personnel at wide receiver to exploit or even attempt to exploit arguably the best passing defense in the NFL Um led by one of the best defensive coordinators in the NFL. I think that pass rush has a chance to tee off on Aaron Rodgers. And then the question is, you know, can your safeties and cornerbacks um, make wise decisions, right? Because that's when he really makes big plays outside the pocket. But for me, it's it's about flipping to the other side of the coin. The Cowboys' offense, if it continues to find its chemistry and find its stride, it's going to be going against a Packers defense who's now without Rashawn Gary, mm-hmm. lost for the season with a torn ACL. ACL. Yep. He was their team leader in sacks, six sacks on the season, third in the league in pressures. That's a massive loss, right? And then they might not have uh, – I don't think they're going to have Eric Stokes, the safety out of uh, – excuse me, the cornerback out of UGA. Mm-hmm. He has a knee and a foot injury. He might be done for the season as well. So while on – tape, the easiest thing to point out would be Aaron Rodgers versus this defense. I think that might cancel itself out. It For me, it's going to be Dak Prescott in this offense that takes advantage of a, a Packers defense that just can't really stop much. So for the Cowboys defense, play Aaron Rodgers. Don't play 2022 Aaron Rodgers. And then on the other side of the coin, 
that might be the X factor. Whoever yeah. wins between the Cowboys offense and the and the Packers defense and whoever is bested in that battle may be the one that comes out on top. Also, Rashawn Gary's in this football game. Yeah, that's large. huge. <clears throat> These guys, the games that they lost, I mean, when you look at their schedule, they've lost to two teams that you would say, eh, they probably shouldn't have lost to those guys. The last week one. Yeah, I mean, Detroit, Detroit, right? Detroit, you should, mm. we know how feisty Detroit is, okay? And they put they up get after it. They play for Dan. They get after it, okay? Six to three at the half. So, yeah, so Detroit is like, okay, eh, you probably should have won that game, but they're a feisty bunch, okay? And then you look at the Washington Commanders. Talk about a feisty bunch. So, I mean, other than that, they've lost to the Vikings. They've lost to the Giants. They've lost to the Jets. they lost to Buffalo. Those are all very respectable teams. Yeah, I think at the <laughs> time. Saying, like, the Jets good the, the, I think yeah. it's safe to call the Jets Yeah, good. the Absolutely. Jets at that point, whenever they beat the Packers, it was like, oh, okay, that was just one of those. Giants, same thing. Yeah. Oh, man, they just beat them. But you now know. you look but back now it's like, like, oh, they're actually good. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow, the New York teams are actually decent. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, you can't look at it and say, oh, these guys have just been losing all these games. They're not the Green Bay that you've come to know and love. However, they don't have the, the arsenal around them. But you – They've lost the games. They've lost have been to good freaking teams. Yeah. These are good teams. Mm. I think Aaron Rodgers. He, he's going because he's Aaron Rodgers. He's going to get a couple plays off, a couple big plays off at home uh, against the defense. But I think for the most part, the defense is is going to do what they need to do. I I can't shake the the thought though that it's going to be the offense, be it with the run and or the passing attack, that goes up a couple scores, a couple possessions. Um, on this Packers offense, and then it forces Aaron Rodgers to become a hero more and more and more. And now those one or two big plays that he's made, now it becomes one interception, two interceptions, three interceptions. Yeah. I mean, the Detroit Lions. That's just for did Trayvon Diggs. Yeah, the Detroit Lions. Did, I like it. <laughs> TFD. The Detroit Lions did it right. They they so bottled up that Packers offense that doesn't have wide receivers or a real tight end threat that it forced the game on Aaron Rodgers and he started to make mistakes that were uncharacteristic Mm -hmm. and he left with multiple interceptions and so the blueprint is there and the Cowboys have the personnel to execute a successful blueprint Mm -hmm. so there you go not the same Packers but be careful Careful. be careful Uh, before we go to break let's get to James in Memphis Memphis Tennessee James you're on talking Cowboys welcome to the show Good morning. Good. Fantastic. How are you? During this first half, with Damone Clark coming on and Jabril Cox still out there, do you see them in a rotation with us losing um, Jordan Lewis? And do you also see us two-part on the offensive side, Kellen really utilizing Tony and Zeke to their fullest potentials and using them in the best way. Thanks. You guys have a great one. You're doing the best job possible. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you, you, James. Thanks for tuning in. And and two good questions. Let's start with the scheme question on Jabril Cox. Good coverage linebacker. Still kind of fighting for some time. Coverage linebacker. Don't look at me that way. What do you do? You not agree that he's a good face. coverage linebacker? Not since his ACL. Uh, he, how many times has he taken coverage snaps? Probably I'm just two. Saying from what I've seen, Kyle, that's my it's opinion. A super I don't believe that he's moving size. the same way he moved prior to his ACL, and I think he's a different type of player now. What does he do now? How is he different? Runs straight. <laughs> so what he didn't do well earlier is now what he does well. Because that's not what he, he did well initially. He was a coverage linebacker out of college. I, I know. I'm just saying he's not as agile as he once okay. was. 
We, I talked to you about that in camp. Okay. I, well, I know. Yeah. We watched it in camp. Yeah. And, and no, I, I agreed with you at that point. I think we're a little bit far removed. And just now there's zero sample size. Right. We haven't gotten to see him yet. Game rips. Which goes to the question that James just po- poised. Where does there is there a rotation that's affected by the loss of Jordan Lewis with the linebackers? Probably not a ton, but is there a rotation where Damone Clark and Jabril Cox can kind of go hand in hand? I can't see it right now. I don't think that a team possesses multiple tight end threats to incorporate both of those guys on the field simultaneously. I think the fact that you haven't seen Jabril Cox in coverage to date is all the evidence that you need to kind of let you know where they stand right now in terms of his abilities in that regard, because otherwise he would have been in there. Um, I think they're in a good position at the linebacker position. I think they're still in a good position, even with Jordan Lewis going down. I think they Deron Bland is a heck of a freaking player. He's been about as consistent as anybody has been on that side of the ball since camp started. And I think that they are, um, they're, they're, they're good. They're, they're living a glamorous life right now on defense. I, I don't, I don't see that it would be a rotation, which to me isn't a knock against Jabril Cox as much as it is what the Cowboys need to repair on defense. Uh, And I say that to say if it were the passing defense that was struggling and the run defense was the best in the league, you'd likely see Jabril Cox out there more than you see Jabril Clark because they – it's subjective right now on if, if Jabril Cox is back to his LSU form as far as being able to cover. But the Cowboys would want to find out if their pass defense was, you know, bottoming out. But because it's the inverse and the pass defense is a rock star, that means your coverage is, is stellar for the most part, even from your linebackers for the most part. But what you do need is your linebackers or, you know, yeah, your linebackers to help out with the run defense because I've said it time and again, it's not the interior of the defensive line. It's it's improved now with Jonathan Hankins, obviously. Hankins. But even hankering for yeah, we, Hankins. Yeah, I, right? I think we've missed that. we we, we got yeah, to get back okay. to that. All right. So even with the addition of, of <laughs> Hankins, <laughs> so nice. that, that'll help shore up the, the interior defensive line. But without Hankins, mm. the interior defensive line wasn't the problem. It was the linebackers covering those edges. And that's why you saw so many successful runs to the outside by opposing teams. This is what Damone Clark is going to be tasked with doing. So the rotation isn't going to be Damone and Jabril. It's going to be Damone and Anthony. That's what it's going to be. And Damone Clark's speed and physicality, that's what the Cowboys are looking for from him as a downhill guy who can also rush the passer at times. Mike McCarthy mentioned him as a potential flex option. So don't be surprised if you see him once in a while coming off of the defensive line. That's what you get with Clark that you don't get with Jabril. Where is Barr at right now in terms of the hemi? They say he's fine. Yeah. I I haven't heard a whole lot, which is a good thing. Coming out of the game – Mike McCarthy said it was not a long-term concern. And now they're coming out of the bye week. Obviously, this week's, this week in practice will tell all, but it was a perfect week for him. To right. As, as it stands, there's no, there's no concern. Does it so. change things for you that he's back in the fold with kind of what we're saying here? Yeah, I mean, if he's in, he's in. Demar Clark is not. Yeah. So, I mean, unless there's, there's some things that change, <laughs> you know, catastrophically there, I don't – I, I think Damone Clark is going to continue to get sprinkled in there yeah. now that he was forced into getting reps. Yeah. I think that they, they he probably showed some things on film that they said, you know what? Mm-hmm. I like I like that. Yeah. Right. There's a whole lot of things that he still needs to tie up, right? But it was his first reps. 
Yeah. And I think now that they've seen, okay, this is the pace he's moving at. This is what he's doing well. Okay, let's let's, let's sprinkle him in there now. Exactly. Had he not been thrusted into that position, he wouldn't be touching the no, field. He'd he still right be now. special teams. Yeah. It'd be the same situation as Jabril Cox. Yeah. But, he's, but he showed him now. Yeah. Once your eyes see it, you can't unsee it. So now you got to use him. And yeah. it's not going to be a 50-50 with Anthony Barr. No. It, it, no. I mean, you might see 85-15. Yeah. Um, but that 15% has been earned by what Clark was able to do um, in being thrust into the role two weeks ago. So 80 snaps for Jabril Cox, all on special teams. He only has one snap on defense, and that was in a pass-rushing category. Uh, that was in Week 5 against the Rams. Damone Clark, 40 total snaps last week, 22 in the rush defense, and 17 back in coverage. So, I mean, it's Split. I mean, there's a if if Damone Clark wasn't ready last week, and it was Jabril Cox that was active because Jabril Cox was inactive for that game, and then right. you see those guys go down like J. Ron Kurz and Anthony Barr back to back almost simultaneously in that second half. It would have been Jabril Cox in there instead of Damone Clark getting forty snaps. But like you said, Damone Clark was the beneficiary of it, and now he's been out there. Now he's shown that he's had some good tape or at least workable tape. Yeah. And then now you can work into the back half of the season. Let's take our first break. When we come back here on Talking Cowboys, we're going to continue taking your calls. 888-855-2297. We go behind enemy lines when we come back on Talking Mm -hmm. Cowboys. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's on something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to Talking Cowboys. More Talking Cowboys here from the star in Frisco. Glad you're with us as we work our way into this Tuesday. It's a Talking Tuesday, so we're taking your calls. Also, it gives us a chance to remind you that Black Rifle Coffee Company offering a site-wide 20% discount for Veterans Day. What? Discounts include 20% off the first month when you join the coffee club. Plus, get an extra 10% off with your government ID at checkout. Shop Black Rifle this Veterans Day to save. So, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys Mm. officially trying to help you out and save some money. 20% off? If you're going to spend the money anyway, you might as well get it with the discount. I'm not going to lie. It just makes sense. It just I, makes this, sense, man. This isn't even pubbed. This is not. I, they don't pay me an extra anything over the top to talk uh-huh. about their coffee. It's the best at-home coffee I've ever made. Fire. It's really good. Fire, son. Really, really dialogue, good. Dialogue, I'm not going to lie to you. It's fantastic. Mm. So I will be hitting up the Black Rifle Coffee Company and offering us, a, a, me. They're offering me a stay, or site-wide 20% discount, mm. and I'm going to go get okay. take advantage of it. Right. So Early Christmas presents. Hey, that Ooh. math is mathing. Early Christmas presents. It is, presents. It is math. Miss. Math is math. It always maths. You know what else <laughs> maths and adds up? Miller Lite. We like our, our Cowboys Nation callers. 888-855-2297. We've got one on the line right now, like I said, that is behind enemy lines. Troy in Philly. You're on Talking Cowboys. Welcome to the show. What's up, man? I'm back. I talked to you guys a couple weeks ago. Actually, the week we played Philly. I yeah. talked to you guys. Um, Glad to hear you're man, still was, kicking. That's good. I, I am. I am. They're, you know, they're a little mum over here. I think they're a little nervous about, you know, where they are. I think they don't want to talk about, you know, their, the good season that they're having. So I think they're a little mum. Mm. Um, uh, but, you know, man, I was I was looking at this whole Dak thing, man. Um, you know, and I'm, I, I keep hearing people talk about what Dak isn't. Um, and I just can't, uh, uh, no CEO like this. This is some science for you. Because hey. um, I keep hearing I keep hearing what Dak isn't in terms of two things. One, I keep hearing that he's good, not great, um, which, you know, that, that, that's, I guess that's subjective and questionable. Um, but I hear that around, uh, around uh, his completion percentage and how accurate he is. So I looked at some numbers. Brady's Brady's overall his his career police completion percentage 60, 64.2. Aaron Rodgers 65.3. Patrick Mahomes 66.2. Your quarterback Dak Prescott 66.6. Higher than all those guys. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know the, the the numbers don't lie. And then you know I looked at the um the overall quarterback rating. Um, Brady 97.3. Rodgers 103.9. Mahomes, uh, 103.6. And I get that, you know, those guys have some hardware that Dak don't have. Um, and, you know, when you talk about Brady and, and Rogers, they, you know, the, the, the sample size is a little, is, is a little larger. But um, I, I, Dak Prescott is right there with those guys. I mean, when you talk about Super Bowl victories, I think you guys know that 
Super Bowl victories are organizational wins, not quarterback wins. I mean, it takes uh, front all the front office, coaches, players, trainers, and a little luck don't help, don't don't hurt either. Um, but I'm just I'm just kind of getting a little tired of hearing hearing what Dak isn't. Um, when he's right there with some of the best quarterbacks in the league, and that's actually why I threw Pat, uh, Pat Mahomes in there yeah. because he's he hasn't played too long either. So you know, when we talk about the sample size, and Dak's completion percentage is actually higher than his. So I mean, it's time for us to start putting a little bit of respect on our quarterback's name. I mean, is he good? Is he good or great? I I, I don't know. I, I think he'll have to win. You know, win a, win a Super Bowl or two to, to to get to that status. But his numbers do compare very favorably to these guys. I, I, I'll hang up. I'll listen to you guys. Love you guys, man. Keep doing the, that great work. Thanks, Troy. Appreciate you, Troy. Isaiah, you got some thoughts? <sighs> okay. Um, <clears throat> It's a lot to unpack. It's a lot to unpack. All right. So first of all, thanks for the call. Appreciate you calling in. I love, love thoughts outside of this room. I am going to acknowledge that Dak Prescott is a good quarterback. You're going to Roman Reigns it. Uh, yeah. Acknowledge me. I'm going to acknowledge it. Yes. <laughs> I'm also going to acknowledge that the system that he operates in is obviously built for him. And it, when I say that is, I've, I've been known to stand on a, my own little mountaintop and say that Dak Prescott is a play-action quarterback. I've said it a thousand times. That's what he is. And when you usually have good play-action, you have high-precision passes off of those plays. Trust me, been there, done that. Mm-hmm. Over routes, flats, nice little dumps to the tight end. These are easier high precision passes that usually guys are open because there's a lot of misdirection, things like that. Okay, cool. So those passes are easier. When you start making comparisons to the Allens and the and the Rodgers and the Patrick Mahomes, that's when you we really have to draw the line because this is when stats, this is why I'm not a big component of just stats because stats are, are just one element of, of rating a player. Stats only show you a snapshot of of what's going on in terms of the game. It doesn't show you what's taking place. It doesn't show you drops. It doesn't show you any of those things. It doesn't show you ball location. None of that stuff. Patrick Mahomes threw the ball 68 times in last week's game. 68 times. Threw yourself to a victory. I think they ran it like five. (laughs) You would never – you would never see Dak Prescott throw the ball 68 times. Why? Because of the system that he's in. So when you look at the type of passers that these gentlemen are, Patrick Mahomes can do Dak Prescott play action type stuff. I don't think that Dak Prescott can sit up there and throw 68 times and throw yourself into a victory. That's just me. That's my personal opinion. That's not a knock on him. It's just the system that he's in is made for him to be successful. Good running game. Play off the running game. There are plenty of quarterbacks around the league that are highly successful. There are plenty of quarterbacks that have been around in this league that have done very well being that type of quarterback. And then there's gunslingers. Dak is not going to be in the category of a gunslinger. And that's when you start looking at the stat line. All his percentage, you know, his passing completion versus this. You can't make that comparison. These guys are throwing the ball twice as much as him easily. Here's, here's where I stand on it. Um, I personally don't like comparisons either. Yeah. Um, because no comparison is in a true vacuum. In, you know, in and of itself. So I will say this: Patrick Mahomes is a one of one. You can't compare anybody to him. No, ever. Tom Brady is a one of one. 
Can't compare anybody to TB12, if only for the cerebral aspect of it. There has never been a more cerebral mm -hmm. uh, quarterback and arguably player. That's an argument, though, to be made uh, in the league. Those are one of ones. Um, but if you are insisting on comparing and using that as a, a means of trying to determine if, you know, where in the tiers does Dak Prescott rank? For me, he's he's not a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. To me, Dak Prescott is an elite quarterback. Now, that could be viewed from several different angles. I do believe Dak Elite Prescott is, is above great, yes, just for clarification. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. He's an elite quarterback. We're, we're, we're talking about, and you're not wrong in that if you excel in the system designed for you, you are still excelling. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the systems that are designed for Aaron Rodgers and Tom is, Brady is, and Patrick Mahomes is, and stuff like that, point. I mean, which is they're good because point. they also are in a good system, which is to too. to my next point. This is, you're not you going that. to tell me, no one's going to be able to shake me from this. A player who was in the MVP conversation pre-injury, right, and now he's starting to get back. When I say pre-injury, I mean the, the compound fracture in the ankle. This is a guy who has shown he can throw – 5,000 yards and, you know, almost 40 touchdowns and, and minimize interceptions and things like that. That is an elite quarterback. You know, you didn't see – and this is, this is why I hate comparisons because what I'm about to say, somebody's going to take it as, okay. as inadvertent shape. I'm but listening. it's not because – Do it. All the roses, say it with the chest. All the roses to Cooper Rush. I'm listening. But there's a reason Cooper Rush was only averaging one touchdown okay. per game, okay. right? Whereas Dak Prescott has shown that he can be in the MVP conversation. To be in the MVP conversation, especially at quarterback, you have to cross over the event horizon to the elite status. Who would you classify as elite please, along with please. Dak Prescott? Well, I mean, the obvious, again, you can't compare with Patrick Mahomes and, okay. and Tom Brady, Tom. but they're elite because give me a word. Above elite, like where are you going above that? Interstellar? Yeah, okay, that's, fine. That's, let, that's let, why I'm so trying let, to understand okay, how you're putting him in that let, Let's create a category for Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. Interstellar. Okay. okay. Out let, of this world. Out of this world. That's Interstellar. Jo is Josh so, Allen in there? Interstellar? Uh, I need a bigger sample size. So Josh Bills Allen and Dak are in the Bill, same Bills category? What has Josh done? <laughs> I'm, just in asking, the I'm, just asking, I'm just asking. Listen, has Josh hoisted the Lombardi yet? No. He's had no. some postseason success, no. but Dak has had. Uh, some postseason success. I say that to say minimal, yeah. right? Josh Allen is a beast. He's a monster. He's elite. Absolutely, he is. Is he interstellar? No. There are only two players. I don't so, even so put Dak and Josh oh, Allen are the same. I don't even. Put, I don't want to say the same. Well, Josh you said elite. A, yes, but Aaron Rodgers. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is elite, but he's not interstellar anymore. Okay. <laughs> you watch the Detroit Lions game, and you tell me that he's still interstellar. Still, we're talking about careers, though, right? <laughs> you said still. Or are we you, talking you right now? Tell me that back-to-back -back MVP okay, is fine. not. Please oh. help me understand this. I'll expand it to with, what you just said. With Hold no on. weapons. I'll expand it to what you just said. Let's let's look at it from a career standpoint. All right. So let's go with the macro. On a macro level, fine. I'll put Aaron at Interstellar with those with Thank the you. other two. Thank you. For from respect. a career Thank you. level. From a career aspect, if you're asking me about Josh and Dak, what's what's the real difference? Dak has been doing it longer. Dak has put up more numbers because a he's coin, been doing it a longer. Coin flip stopped him from going to a Super Bowl. What do you want me to do? Blame? What, you want me to rank the coin? Like I don't, <laughs> I don't know. The team that beat him also lost right. in the AFC Championship. And, and who? who? I know, but. <laughs> so my my point being, 
Dak is better than good, better than great. He's elite. Is he interstellar? No, he's not interstellar because I'll even give you Aaron Rodgers. So that's three. There are only three quarterbacks in the league that are active right now that are interstellar. But okay. beneath those three, you have this block of elite. And it's not a huge block, but in that block, you have your Josh Allens and you have your Dak Prescotts. Um, sure, I'll throw Matthew Stafford in there because of what he just did in you know last year. He would be elite? No, uh, no. I would say because he Matthew Stafford actually did throw the Rams to victory Absolutely. in Tampa Bay. In a couple times, yeah. It, right. So sure. they don't win that ring without Matthew Stafford. No. So there, there's a block of elite, and Dak Prescott is in that block for me. Would you put Jalen Hurts in that block? Because that's my that's my one hole I think in in your reasoning that I can't get over is Lamar is, Jackson. You're saying Absolutely. you're saying MVP. Absolutely. If of you're in the e- MVP conversation Lamar, at one point, Josh Deck. I mean, if you've won the MVP. Can we just go to that? Like, oh, Josh, I, I think Lamar is in that category. Okay. Look at what yeah. he's doing right now. Who, yeah. Who's arguing Lamar isn't? I'm not. I'm just saying like the word elite. Is, is its own category, and everybody doesn't get in that category. Like of everybody not. does not. That's why you have category. great. Good, is, Dak average, a top, is Dak a top four. five quarterback? No, top, not not not. Top okay, five. So because you have three. You can't be lead if you're not. Well, you top have five. three in interstellar. So that only leaves two spots. There's too many levels. I was about to say. I feel like it's just. This is just an opinion, and and everybody's valued to their own opinion. It depends on where you categorize these guys, because the guys that Patrick is calling interstellar are the guys that I think. People will call elite. Elite, correct. And then people that are great are who what? That's fair. That you're saying it's just the way that you you, you classify it in your own mind. There are one of ones, and those one of ones will be Rogers, Mahomes, Brady. And for me, they're better than elite. I think that calling them elite is, is a kind disservice. of disrespectful to what they actually are. Much like I would say, calling Dak a, a good quarterback is disrespectful to what he is. So yeah, I, I added another category for guys that are untouchable. And there are only three that are untouchable. But you can't lump them in. Now, a lot of Josh people Dak. think elite is untouchable. That's no, that's what a lot but it, of but it's not, though. the definition not, would though. be. Because in doing so, you would say that Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and Tom Brady are on the same accord. If you believe, if you believe Jalen Hurts is elite, you're saying Jalen Hurts is in this. No, you got to. There has to be another differentiator, and yeah. so I created one. There you go. Let's just say it. I mean, right now, Dak Prescott is third in the NFC. I mean, he's the third best quarterback in the NFC. He's only behind Jalen Hurts and Kirk Cousins. Right? 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 No, no, nobody. Um, um, All right. Yeah, Let's go to break. All right. <laughs> crickets. By the way, that was just a joke for everybody that's about to blow up my Twitter mentions. Crickets, crickets, crickets. We'll be right back. We'll take another call right after this with more on Talking Cowboys. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet. 
technique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now, Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is, Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. Live music fans, be sure to head to the star in Frisco on Tuesday, November 29th for a brand new monthly concert series, Sounds of the Star, this time featuring the country rock band Western Rewind. Country rock band, that's Isaiah's specialty. The concert kicks off at 7 p.m. and is free and open to the public. For more information, visit thestarinfrisco.com. Who's in charge of determining what classification your music is in? Probably the band, right? For the you would, yes and no, because um, a band or an individual can deem their music one thing, um, but it can be categ- like cross categorized and we, as a couple different yeah, things. Yes, Justin yeah. Bieber argument. Justin yeah. Bieber says he's R and B, but that's not what Billboard says. Mm-mm. They says pop. he's pop. Yeah, he's pop. So would you classify uh, Western rewind Western rewinds country rock? Uh, as uh, elite, would you classify it as elite, or would you do it as untouchable? <laughs> it's not, it's not up there with Stevie Nicks <laughs> and, and, and Elton John oh, and, and Billy Joel. Those are interstellar. Those are uh, interstellar, <laughs> untouchables. Yeah, those are untouchables. Ain't that right, Isaiah? Oh gosh! All right, let's go. Uh, we got a couple more calls to get to. Wes in Philadelphia, or excuse me, not Philadelphia. You're in Pennsylvania. My apologies, Wes. You're on Talking Cowboys. Hey, fellas. Uh, good morning. Uh, thanks for everything you do. I'm not a normal radio show caller, but I listen to you guys every day, and I appreciate you all. Patrick, you've Whoa. been uh, an awesome addition to the show, and shout out to Rob P. Island. Yeah, oh. Rob. Love yes. it. Science. Rob. I want to know, when are we going to get to these defensive uh, nicknames? Because I have a great nickname. <laughs> for the I don't feel no sees uh, thunder here. No, steal it. Go. I, I want to know what the nickname is. What is it? All right, it? this is it, though. You're not going to be able to find a better one. Go for it. We're going to call them the Quinn Tessentials. Ooh. That's bars. That's pretty good. That's bars. Come on. Quinn Tessentials. I like it. That's bars. Run with it. Massive fan of wordplay. And, sir, you just dropped some real real 
just interstellar. Mm, untouchable. Untouchable <laughs> wordplay on the panel. I love it, Wes. We are, so we are in week 10. We are. We said after We the said bye. week 10 after the bye, we probably need to start looking at these nicknames, and they've been dominant. So maybe maybe we do, and we were going to take fan submissions, so Wes has got his. The quintessentials. I like it. I've had mine in That's the chamber. kind of rings. I'm ready to. You ready to roll? I'm ready to pull back. Wes, the thank you for the call. Fly. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate your support as always, and thanks for listening. Yeah, feel, feel free to call in a little bit more. That was a yeah, great call. Absolutely. Uh, Gary in New Mexico, you're on Talking Cowboys. Gary, what's going on? Hey, not much. A couple of things. Isaiah is exactly right about Dak Prescott. He is a very good quarterback, but he's got to be in the right system. 20 to 30 throws a game. That's how you win with him. Strong running game, complimentary football. If you start winging it 35, 45 times a game, they ain't going nowhere with him. That's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. And if you look at Troy's stats from the early 90s when we were winning Super Bowls, there's a whole lot of 19 to 25s, 21 to 27s, 250 yards, a touchdown. That's how they won. That's how you got to win with that. On the, on the defensive nickname, man, it's not rocket science. Just make it doomsday three. But we don't need to be passing out nicknames until we actually get some skins on the wall. Mm, okay. NFC Championship game. You get back to an NFC Championship game, then you talk to me about nicknames. <laughs> like you. Uh, all right. Appreciate you, now, that's Gary. That's a good call. He just went boom. That's he a just good call. Mic drop. Get back to I an like NFC Championship that's game. That's a good call right yeah, there. But, you know, I'd, I'd argue that the guy that has several 400-yard passing games with multiple touchdowns, he can throw you to a win and has several times. And can go check his comeback wins as well. I think that's so yeah. Uh, I don't three love, to a victory. I don't love that as an argument. Like the the can he throw fifty eight times or whatever, sixty eight, what was it for Patrick Mahomes? Sixty eight. That's a lot. It's ten more than Dak's career that's high because he's thrown for fifty eight twice and they've both been in losses. But I, I do want to say if you needed Dak to do that, he probably could. Any quarterback can. Was False. it about how it affect them? <laughs> Any quarterback can throw the ball sixty times a game. No, no. How can't effective throw you to a win? Exactly. Well, he just proved the point that Dak hasn't done so when he's thrown fifty eight times. Okay, I will say he's thrown over fifty times six times in his career. Okay, he's thrown over fifty. He's won two of those six, so he's two and four. So he's just one game below five hundred in that regard. And you got to think about and the situation in a lot of those. Is, You're playing from behind. Usually, and you're what, playing from behind. What was this defense looking like? Okay, so 2020, bad. 2020, bad. 2018, pretty bad. 21, getting better. 21, getting better. Uh, and Did you then say 2020, bad. Yeah, the defense was right, bad. So we got to create another category. That, was, that wasn't just bad. <laughs> so not an elite yeah, bad. No, no. <laughs> we're, we're talking untouchable bad. Yeah, that was, you know, Dante's Inferno bad. Like, oh, gosh. drag me to hell bad. <laughs> yeah, it was not good by any means. So, yeah, 2017, 2018, twice in 2020 and twice in 2021. So, I mean, that's where it pretty much was all the way through. And one of those wins was 2018, and one of those was 2021 against the Patriots last year. So, it's a conversation. It will forever be a conversation, and especially if he never makes it to why an NFC Championship be a conversation, game. Kyle? Because that 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 big star you know thing why. right there, yeah, that logo. It's, it'll continuously be a conversation. But I, I mean, I would probably side toward Isaiah. I would say he's a good quarterback, maybe even borderline great. I'm not at the elite conversation yet, but he that doesn't mean he can't get there. 
can certainly get there because he has every tool to get there and to be there at some point down the line. But that's going to do it here for us on Talking Cowboys. Hope you had some fun with us here over the next or last 45 minutes. We'll be back tomorrow to break down the Cowboys' defense versus that Packers offense and one of the X-Factor matchups that we talked about a little bit earlier on. Can this defense get after Aaron Rodgers? For Chris Beam, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Nosey Walker, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from Talking Cowboys. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!